Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station, and today's guest is my good buddy, Cole Brocato, and uh, we are going to get into some stuff, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Bryce. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you on, um, you know, because I do love you, and the first time I saw you was, you know, on stage at the church announcing that you were running and you brought the house down and uh, you brought the you know youthful energy and intensity and you know kind of what we need and uh uh i I love it and i loved everybody's reaction um so you know it was uh, wonderful to just see not not just you specifically but anybody who has that kind of energy getting into the arena um, because there is a lack of like that young fire, um, especially in um, politics, but but especially in I think the conservative movement, with a few exceptions. And you know we need to kind of shake it up and buck the trends, and you know be willing to get out there, put everything on the line. I mean, you have a you know family. Your wife was pregnant at the time, and you know you got all these young kids, and you were just going for it. So I, I appreciate that from the very outset, man. And oh, it, it was you, uh, it was awesome to be able to support you. Yeah, no, it was it was a a wild ride, and I, I can't agree with you more. Like we we do, we have to step out and live who we are publicly. I've got so many friends that are my age. We, we exist, people my age, uh, who believe in the same things that you and I do, but they're quiet. Yeah. They, they work, they're busy, and they just want to stay you know, left alone. I, I get that. Well, um, and, and that's common you yeah. know, for, um, I think, most conservatives, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're out there um, not trying to accumulate political power. What we're out there doing is trying to take care of our families, build yeah. personal wealth, you know, build our businesses, you know, do the things that, that, you know, God has directed us to do in that regard. And so, I mean, gosh, you know, do you want to waste that time, you know, being a, a punching bag, yeah. you know, for your political opponents or anything like that? Yeah. And, and no, that's totally true. And I think that is part of us, right? Like we're the individual liberty people. We just want to worry about ourselves. We're going to take care of our family. We're going to, you know, consolidate, be with our community, with the people that are close to us. And we assume that everybody else wants the same thing. Right. And as we've assumed that, we've watched the world kind of turn in the in the public eye. I still don't think it's a majority of the world that feels differently than us, <clears throat> but it's definitely the louder part of the world. It's the the part that has the megaphone. So it was... Uh, it was a wild experience for me. Like I, I'm a construction guy. I'm a, a dad now, a father of three, and uh, to to jump in the arena, I'm an American. It was my place to be allowed to jump into that arena, and I, I think that that's something that I really want to push forth to everybody else. If you're a if you're a truck driver, if you're a a janitor, if you're a, a construction guy, a small business owner, a teacher, whatever it is, this is your country. You have every right to jump in, to get politically involved, to make sure that your voice is not only being heard, but represented. Yeah. So for the, cause you know, we do have a local audience, but you know, the show has grown a lot and you know, we're reaching people all over the country now. Um, you know, we're number 84, I think in political news and commentary. And so, wow. you know, we, so we've got a, um, a wide audience. So talk about the, you know, race, um, and, and the, you know, position, um, that you were running for, um, you know, kind of talk about that and then hit sort of how you made the original decision. Like, okay, I'm going to get involved. I'm so glad that you asked me about that. Cause I got, I got a little something for everybody at the very end. Um, but so I, I ran for the 38th assembly district. I wanted to get involved yeah, at here a, in California for yeah, here, you know, here right. in the state of California. So it's Ventura County. It's the West end of Ventura County. So Ventura, Oxnard, Camarillo, Santa Paula, Piru, like this this far end. Um, I wanted to get involved because I, I think so many people, they, they know about the Congress, they know about the, the, the United States Senate, but they don't really know how their state legislator, legislatures operate. Right. People think we vote on the laws. You don't. 
You vote on your assemblymen. You vote on your state senator. They write the laws. Gavin Newsom here in California gets to stamp them into law, and that's how laws are passed. Right. And when the lockdowns happened, when the persecution of our church happened, when the masking of our children happened, I I had had enough. I wanted to get involved. And uh, my tipping point, uh, I'm a youth football coach in Oxnard, and uh, we had been told the COVID year we would have a season. We put these kids through a conditioning camp, and the, the two-month camp turned into a three-month camp, and longer and longer and longer, and we kept being told we will have a season. We will have a season. And then it was a Monday, I got the call from the league, and they let us know the season had been totally canceled. We put these kids through an almost six-month conditioning camp for nothing, and I had to go pick my son up from school that day and let him know he wasn't going to get to have a football season. And he was angry, and he yelled at me. He's like, Dad, I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at you. He's like, what do you mean they told you? You're the boss. You're the boss over me. If I'm not scared, me and my friends aren't scared. We want to be able to play. And I, I did it. It put things into perspective for me. Where, where have I obfuscated my authority to these people to tell me and to tell other dads and moms and everybody in our community what our kids were going to take part in? Um, so I got involved. I got involved with you guys. We, you know, Free Ventura happened. The Brave Coalition was going on. I got involved with the local GOP through the Precinct Committee Project. I got sworn in as a... Um, a committeeman here for the the central committee in Ventura County. Then I was asked to run for state assembly, and there we went. Yeah, well, it's cool, um, and I think you know, remarkable story because most people thought that they had liberty, right? And we were we were under a illusion of it. Yeah, because you saw how quickly they were able to take it away. Because yeah, I mean, what do you mean? You know, we can't organize you know football for our kids. You know, we're in you know in the free um, you know, state supposedly of California in the free United States where, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are up to us. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, we're kind of like China. They can just tell us no. And again, without true evidence that this thing was harmful to children, you know, yeah. we now we know that it really wasn't, right? right? You, you know, at the beginning, okay, I give people a little bit of a pass, you know, when, when hey, it was confusing and what is, is this going to be a thing, you know? So I give everybody a little bit of, you know, reasonable time to, you know, gather themselves and then realize that, okay, you know, bodies aren't piling up in the streets, you know, they're lying about the numbers, they're lying about the data, they're lying about, you know, the pressure on hospitals and all of those things. Right. Much of it, you know, was man-made in terms of those actual crises anyway. We know that. We know that they've, you know, um, and we'll suffer killed the people. Aftermath yeah. of it for years. That's that's the other thing, you know. All of that starting to come out. Even you know the what I find funny is the left, you know, is admitting to all these things. They're like letting it out, right? Because it has to eventually get out. And then while they're doing that, they're they're acting as if you know that yeah. But I mean, it was impossible to know. Right. But all of us were saying, "Wait a second, we knew two years ago." <laughs> yeah, we knew. We're we're these are the things that we were saying, and we were right. Now they'll never say, "Oh yeah, you guys were right." Hey, our bad. You know, we blew it in abundance of caution. You know, we we went overboard, and you know what? Uh, you know, we stand corrected now. Well, they're doing with that the same thing they do with the Hunter Biden story. Yeah. Like, oh, that's old news now. Yeah. Like they do, like you said, they kind of drip it out, drip, 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 drip. Yeah. And and then when we're like, look, smoking gun, there it is. And they're oh, like, we oh, were talking we, about yeah, it forever. that was so old. Yeah. This is we're everyone's past that now and whatever. Yeah. We're like, yeah. we're, we're not past that. I'm not past that you locked up my kids and that all this happened. No, and the and the learning loss and the destruction to, you know, these children, um, you know, all, all of that's going to be felt. You know, people, uh, kids who missed entire, you know, um, senior, um, you know, football seasons and, you know, all these things were supposed to be special to them, you know, rites of passage, all that stuff completely destroyed, um, you know, by these tyrannical lockdowns that were unevenly applied because, of course, they did not apply to the elites. They, you know, still ate at the French Laundry. They, you know, went maskless whenever they needed to. And they had all the, you know, all the plebes and the serfs, you know, have to, uh, you know, carry the the full weight and and uh, all of that on these things. So you know, here we are. Yeah, it, it's so interesting to see. That, I mean, there's so many things that we could jump into with that. Like like you said, this illusion of our liberty. Yeah. The the five freedoms 
that are protected in the First Amendment were all stripped away yeah. under under COVID. And even if bodies had been piling up, even if it had been worst case scenario, even if the Constitution is there because the government does not have the authority to take away yeah. our individual liberties. Like, that's it. And yet they went after our freedom of speech everywhere. You couldn't talk about it. You'd get deplatformed. You had to be careful with little code words on social media to make yeah. sure you didn't get bumped. Churches were shut down with when it comes to the vaccine. You can't get a religious exemption. You can't get an exemption, uh, a religious, um, sorry, you the churches getting closed with strip clubs staying open. Uh, your right to assemble, gone. Your right to regress of uh, mm -hmm. grievances, gone. Yeah. Our press, we're, we, we don't have a free press anymore. The press we're seeing with the Twitter files that are coming out, the, the press is paid for. Yeah. The government runs it all. So it, it was. It was an, an eye-opening experience. And that's our federal law is pretty straightforward. The Constitution's beautiful. 27 amendments, you can get through it in a day. You can understand it if you sit down and read it. Here in the state of California, we're such a mess. Our Constitution, with the addition of Prop 1 that just passed, which is another amendment to a Constitution that has been amended over 600 times. Yeah. This show is brought to you by our friends at Epic TV. Epic TV is a censorship-free video platform with original news programs like Crossroads, The Larry Elder Show, Facts Matter, American Thought Leaders, and documentaries investigating critical issues that are not covered anywhere else. I love and trust the Epic Times. Listen, folks, this is a excellent newspaper, excellent journalists that I review every single morning while I have my cup of coffee. They are unbiased. They report news that other media ignore. They focus on clear fact-based journalism without spin or hidden agendas. They are truthful. They report just the facts and trust their discerning viewers, that's all of you beautiful people out there, to arrive at your own conclusions. They're resilient. Despite the attacks from many sides, defamation from other media sources, thugs burning their printing presses, assaulting their journalists, the Epic Times continue to dedicate themselves to reporting the truth. If you're looking for an unbiased, truthful, and resilient news source, check them out today. We have a special offer for our viewers. Just sign up and start watching. No credit card required. No strings attached. If you decide to subscribe within 14 days, it's just $1 for two months. So go to watchepic.com slash liberty and subscribe. That's watchepic.com slash liberty. Again, watchepoch.com slash liberty. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, you know, we have a uniparty here in California, um, and you were, um, you know, working hard to combat that. Um, you know, Steve Bennett, who uh, you were running against, is a rubber stamp for, you know, the uh, agenda that uh, gets decided in the governor's office and gets decided in the legislature, and just, boom, this is what we're doing now. Which is why you see some of the you know craziest and nuttiest things come out of California, some yeah. of the most egregious and evil things, and you have people like uh, you know Scott Weiner, who uh, I, I love that he did his little uh, Jesse Smollett uh, the other day and typed up his own little hate message to himself, but you know forgot that the computer is showing his cursor and showing the uh, gr grammatical uh, correction suggestions and things like that. And, uh, you know, while he's blaming the hateful rhetoric, look at what I received. Yeah, you received it from yourself, you idiot. Isn't, isn't that so crazy? We are such, yeah. we are so good on our side. And I'm sure there's crazies somewhere. I mean, oh, yeah. that, that's, I'm sure there hey, are. Crazies exist all over the place. But we're so good, they yeah. have to make up yeah. our bad deeds. Well, listen, you know, crazies do exist everywhere, right? Sure. Um, but the difference is, is that crazy and lunacy is not our party platform okay i mean well that's 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 yeah. the truth you know like criminals exist in you know um both sides of the political spectrum um evil people motivated by evil things people doing bad things all of that stuff the difference between us and them is that we will call evil evil we don't make it the central platform of our right. 
party. We don't run on evil. We don't suggest that you should be, uh, you know, putting kids on puberty blockers and, you know, cutting the breasts off of, uh, you know, healthy teenage girls. girls. And yet that's what they're doing. And that is the, again, their central tenets. That is their religious faith. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're 100% right, and we're in the epicenter. And listen, I've got a 12-year-old, an almost 4-year-old, and a almost 6-month-old. And uh, we do. I mean, we we are in full protection mode. And the the truth is, with the laws here in the state of California, the state of California can take away your children pretty easy these days. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're constantly, my wife and I are constantly navigating this for anybody else that thinks, Oh, I ran, I must have all the answers. I'm in the fight right there with everybody else. We're all living through this. And all I can say is, is that my kids are my kids. I, I am not, I don't co-parent with the government. I got a a spiffy little t-shirt that I like to wear all the time that says just that. And, and that's it. Everybody else out there listening, regardless of what state you're in or anything else, Really take a long look in the mirror and think about what it means to be a parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. God made you the the shepherd of that child's life until God takes that child back. Really don't don't allow a government or any other entity to to take that away. Make sure you yeah, but, are thinking about that. Yeah, but Cole, you know there are parents that don't do a good job out there. So we as the state, because there are abusive parents, there are evil parents, there are terrible parents, we as the state need to usurp the authority of all parents in order to protect against those that may not be doing what they what they should you know i i love to say that there's already a law for that yeah all all the time yeah if if somebody's beaten on their kids or is a bad parent we already got a law for that it's same thing with gun control right? And, and that's what we have community for too yeah because that's how i mean in in the um or the church, Bryce. Yes, amen. Well, and, and I say community, and they're changing that with you know church to a certain extent, because that is that is when you're supposed to be recognizing those things, right. right? That's why people should not be isolated. That's why you do have teachers, and you do have pastors, and you do have principals, and you do have neighbors, and things like that to alert um, that, okay, hey, something's not right in that household over there. And, you know, we're seeing little Johnny come out with broken arms and, you know, black eyes and things right. like that. Okay, you know, we as a community need to need to address that. Right. And there's ways to do that. But again, what the state does is, oh, no, we're going to do a better job than you. And so we're going to usurp and we're going to be the, you know, principal authority over your kids. And then, you know, we'll grant you the privilege as long as you do what we um, tell you to do, which eventually leads to them, you know, taking over in, in really, truly evil ways. Right. No. And, and yeah, that, that's 100 percent right. We we've gotten to a point now the state gives you permission to homeschool your own child. Yeah. Think about that. And, and they are. They're trying to weaken community. They're trying to weaken families. I mean, I, we could go back to the welfare state and all these sort of things that have, have been put in place. And again, California is we're the Petri dish of all of those bad policies that roll out throughout the rest of the country. So if you're watching from a, from a state like Tennessee or Florida or any of those, better pay attention to California politics because the bad decisions of Sacramento will affect your states eventually. Even great states that are, are running really well, like Florida. If We've got 40 million people here in the state of California. And if they have kids and their kids go to these public schools and everything yeah. else, these policies, this Californianization of the United States will spread. And, yeah. and that's why you gotta you gotta pay attention. Yeah, because you know we ruin the place, right? It becomes unlivable, and then people are like, "Gosh, you know that Florida? I just visited Florida. It seems pretty good." And then they go there and they take the cancer with them, yeah. and they end up voting in the same types of people and the same types of policies. Well, and I was talking about this too, so it's it's interesting that that came up because I even say when conservatives from California leave, see, we are. We're predisposed from being here in California so long to a certain level of extra tolerance. Mm -hmm. So when we go to another state, even if we don't want to change it, we want that state to stay good. If change is introduced to a state like Texas or whatever else, we're not so outraged because it's still so much better than California was. We'll let it slip. And it's not not because we want to. It is because we've been beat up here in California for so long. We'll tolerate more than other places will. 
Yeah. And so you, you really have to have to get back into it. I, I asked a lot of people before 2020, when, when was the last time you read the constitution or the declaration or all those things? There's a lot of people that either hadn't ever yeah, or certainly hadn't sent school, which is sad because they don't even teach it in school anymore, especially here in California. But, but we can, I mean, I, I have great hope. I, I teach my kids these things. My 12 year old is going to be so much more prepared than I was because of what yeah. has happened now. That whole cycle of, you know, good times making weak men and, you know, weak men making bad times, bad times make strong men, strong men make good times. We're, we're coming through the bad times part of it and it will, it'll make a, a stronger, a stronger class of Americans if we can hold on to yeah. this. Yeah, praise God. And it's, uh, um, I think a lot of people are concerned about, you know, bringing kids into the world right now because we are coming into rough times and it's going to get worse. Right. Um, in fact, I think here in our local community, you know, we had some great successes and I know we're going to talk more about this, but um, we would have had more success if it was worse. And so I've been saying it hasn't gotten bad enough yet yeah. because there's a lot of people that, you know, just didn't show up, didn't care to show up who don't believe in the policies that the hardcore left is pushing, sure. but they just can't be bothered. Well, you know, when the wolf is at the door or, you know, criminals are, you know, jumping your fence and ransacking your master bedroom, um, you know, eventually you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, hold up. All yeah. right. We need to, you know, go back to, um, you know, time when things were more ordered and, sure. and everything goes and trends towards disorder and it requires strong men and yes men to set things to order using god's principles and you know that's where we're going to have to return to and i think it'll have to get bad first yeah you're you're probably right and it's sad that it's that way i mean it it is that adage as a parent you want to you want your kids to be able to learn from your mistakes and not have to make their own sadly until the wolf is literally at the individual's door, yeah. their mind is not going to change. Well, most people, I mean, you think about it, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're like addicts here in California. Um, and until you hit a real rock bottom, oftentimes people don't change. You know, right. you might be on the path towards the rock bottom. No, you're getting there. But it's not until you, you know, hit that, you know, r- real bottom that you, okay, now I've got to turn these things around. And yeah, I think I we thought, have to do that here. I thought $7 gas was going to get it done. I was, <laughs> I was wrong. It almost got it done. But, and then and then magically we had uh, gas stimulus checks to get to get sent out so to stupid. everybody right before the election. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, well, and that stuff is wild yeah. that, that people don't go, wait a second, they're buying, buying me votes. off. <laughs> They're buying me off. They're bribing me Can't to, make it up. yeah, you know. Oh, look, I got three hundred bucks. Oh, look, the Democrats are doing me great. Did you hear we're getting the bill too? Yeah, they're voting course. to to raise the gas tax right after to pay for the gas stimulus that we just got. So yeah, hey guys, you voted for this. Yeah, wild. Yeah. That's that's California, and I still love California, Bryce. I'm a, I'm a lifer. I was I was born yeah. here, raised here. I'm I'm fourth and fifth generation, depending on which side of my family you look at, and uh i'm not going anywhere yeah this is this is my home we're gonna we're gonna fight to save it we talked about people being scared to bring forth children i will not apologize for for having kids i won't be sad about bringing up dragon slayers when there are dragons flying overhead amen and and we all have to like take that mindset yeah um and make sure that we are we are forcing the issue that we'll raise our kids right. We've gotten yeah. so busy. Yeah. You know, California is so expensive. It's hard not to be too busy. You got to, everybody's got to work a full time job, and one parent usually has to have like a side hustle just to make it by. Yeah. We got to find the time. Got to find the time to raise your own kids. Well, my, my answer to the people that are like, oh, I don't know. This is a really rough world. Uh, you know, things are so bad. I'm not sure I want to bring kids into this place. I go, yeah, okay. Well, you, we brought a bunch of kids into prosperity, and look what happened. Right. They all went sideways. Right. You know, you want um, people to be born in tough times because it actually creates grit and it creates those you know hard people that can um, get things done well it's almost the opposite mindset right you think about the times in the world where we've seen you know worldwide famine or the times of the plague and everything else it's total opposite 
You you have children. You've got to you yeah. you repopulate. You bring things forward again. And then again, also, it, it is this. You know, you see the the mass immigration stuff that's happening now. They're talking about mass amnesty and all this stuff. It's like you know, we have to be the tellers of history because if the World War II generation, and it's not lost upon me that today's Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah. Um. If if that generation passes and there's no one left that truly remembers what it means to be an American, to be free, to be, you know, the the people that that brought forth this this manufacturing boom that we exported to the whole world that was that made in America mentality that is lost right now. I mean at this point it is just stories. And if we don't continue pushing that forward, we will lose it in a couple generations. So we really we owe it to the coming generations to see the revival happen and happen now. I mean, yeah. it's it's not good enough for me anymore to look and go, somebody will do it. You know, the Bryce Eddies of the world, and you are, you're fantastic. But I've got to do my part. I can't just rely. We all have to take a, a look in the mirror and be the heroes of our own story again. Go, I can't just wait for somebody else to do it. I need to do it too. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Yeah, uh, we all have to hustle. We all have to put uh, our shoulder to the wheel. All of us have to be doing that, and we have to be training our kids in those ways as well right. and preparing them for you know these battles and fights ahead. Um, you know, I believe things are lost in the sense of our republic. Now, yeah. I, um, you know... We're not a democracy? Yeah, no, it's crazy. What? What? <laughs> you know, did you know the conservatives teach children that, <laughs> that we're not a democracy? How can they? It's so terrible. Yeah, it's pretty uh, funny. I heard some somebody say that. I forget where I was at, but I thought that was ridiculously uh, appropriate. Yeah. Can you believe it? Um, anyway, but uh, I, I say this with great hope in one regard. Um, Kurt Schlichter, I had him on the program. He wrote a, a you know book recently um, uh, called "We'll Be Back," and the idea is that you know the Roman Empire didn't just fall. The Roman Empire had these dips and valleys, and then it would come back, you know, in different iterations. And sometimes it came back in pretty great iterations yeah. throughout its entire history. And so there's possibility that we can do that. I believe we need, though, a total or near total collapse in order to kind of, um, you know, lay waste to the waste, right? There's so many things. The, you know, bureaucratic state owns everything, owns the, you know, mechanisms for, you know, uh, are in government to operate, all those things. They need it to fall apart. We need it to fall apart. Yeah. So that you can, you know, get rid of all of the junk and all of the trash and all of the people that are, you know, useless in our jo- in their jobs and just, you know, taking pensions and, you know, being the career government people. And, and if we can shrink that appropriately enough, then, you know, it's like Twitter. Twitter dumped, you know, 75% yeah. of their employees. And counting. And it, it's still working, yep. you know. And in fact seems to be working better. Yeah. So, you know, we I think we need that level of um, occurrence to happen in order to really reset and be able to actually save the republic. Things have to get tough first. Yeah, there's a reason why forest fires happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, clear out all that undergrowth. Yeah, and allow for new seeds to sprout, revitalize the soil, all those sort of things. It, it does. There has to be uh, a certain purge. And again, I, I hope that we... You know, I hope that it doesn't get to too, too, too bad of a point. Mm-hmm. But I think it will have to get to a bad point. 
And I think that it's going to be an ugly process ripping these people out of these power seats. They don't want to give up the power and their, their, you know, financial overlords that have put them in power don't want them to come yeah. out of power. I mean, it is, it's, it is this, you know, it is, it's like taking that red pill in the matrix and you wake up and you realize, man, I have just been a battery for the machine my yeah. whole life. And now I'm finally here living the walk. And it's, it's so crazy. Um, you know, having great spiritual leaders is such an important thing. I was talking about this, uh, with my wife, um, actually just yesterday having pastor rob and having uh the jack hibbs of the world you open your eyes and you start seeing the world biblically again Mm -hmm. and you realize man these things that we're doing when when people are saying these things oh we we worship the world and all these things and i'm like no the things of the world are pretty bad like that's biblically speaking that that's not the way that things are supposed to go the things that we do in spite of people I didn't see it that way. And then my eyes were opened and now I kind of see it again. And it, it is, it's turning back to that. I've never been in my Bible so much. And it's one of those things that I'm like, you know, thank you God that things got this hard because I needed to know you better. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known God better without it. And then we've got the philosophical leaders. I listened to a ton of Jordan Peterson. Yeah, he's I, great. I love Jordan Peterson, so smart. And there's things I listened to a one-hour breakdown on the Lion King and him talking about all the spiritual and philosophical motions all through this thing. I came home, I made my kids watch the Lion King, and I talked to my 12-year-old about it, simplified it down, because Jordan Peterson is like eons beyond me. But talking about that, and I'm like, you know what? Again, thank God it got so hard, because I probably would have been watching... ESPN. I would have had something else on a few years ago, and I wouldn't have been taking the time to philosophically break down the the entertainment that my kids are watching and whatever. Like, think about how much more aware we are in things. But that's how the change happens. I'm not unique and special. Somebody else is doing the same thing that I was doing. Somebody else is doing that too. And if there's two of us, then there's probably four and ten, and it goes on. And that's how the change happens because we are we're waking up. Yeah. So. In a uh, couple of days, I'm going to, and I've already teased this once, I'll tease it again, I'm going to uh, do an episode with Dr. Keith Rose, and we're going to be going over um, the book uh, called uh, Secret Weapons for Quiet Wars. And uh, um, sometimes I reverse that title, but I think I got it right this time. But it was, it's a uh, um, little pamphlet. It was a printed, like, 68 pages that were found in this, uh, you know, industrial-sized copy machine. And, you know, 19. it was written in 1979, discovered in, like, 84, 86, something like that. And, and one of the things that it keeps hammering through that book is you have to keep people stupid, basically. Right. And they talk about, you know, how we, you know, we need dumbed-down entertainment. We need things that just, you know, keep people's... Uh, entertained and occupied but don't let them go deep don't let them be um, educated and when you look back in time to um, our founding fathers which by the way some of our founding fathers that crafted these documents were 18 and 19 and 20 right with you know a profound capacity um, for deep thought, and these guys wrestled over how do we prevent the worst of ourselves from you know taking over this republic that we are crafting here? How do we yeah. protect from the worst nature of mankind and create something that's going to last based on you know, good, wise, godly principles. And they did an amazing job. And when you read the letters that they write back to each other at those ages, um, the depth there is incredible. And now what we're doing is, you know, clickety-clacking little texts on phones that have... Shortening it, turning it into three letters instead of three words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) how lazy are we? Yeah. That's why I proudly text in full sentences. That's my guy. You would you're a full full sentence kind of guy, Bryce. Now they I are, feel that about you. I, I do believe in being pithy <laughs> and brief and clear in my communication, but you know, come on, you don't have to abbreviate everything like yeah. a moron. Yep. Yeah, I gotta ask my twelve year old half the time, what is this what does this mean? That's shake my head, Dad. I'm like yeah. I 
I never even knew what that meant. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm 35. I'm supposed to be the young hip guy in yeah. in the field here. Let me tell you, half of it is like I don't need to even know that. I yeah. can just write it out. Well, I'm uh, I'm 10 years ahead of you, and yeah, we didn't have that when I was really grown up. So you know, it's a it's a recent infection. Finer finer times. But yeah, that you know, it's it's so interesting because, like you said, those those worst. The founders created it to protect us from our worst impulses, but they also, I think it was Hamilton, right, that said that the Constitution was there to protect us from our own best of intentions. Yes. Because our busybody intentions, like look at look at COVID. We could argue all day the government thought they were doing what was right. And look, right. that if they had listened to the Constitution yeah. and hadn't overstepped their authority, hadn't violated our individual rights and liberties, we would be much better off today than we are. And well, that's why it was there. Part, part of the... Um, I would say one of the biggest problems of our government in general, and the reason that it spins out of control, is because people get into these offices and believe that they need to do something. Right. And so, okay, let's pass more laws. Okay, let's grow this thing even more. All right, what can we tackle? Yeah. Um, you know, the real heroes in government would be the ones to say, okay, what laws can we sunset? What things can we get off the books? What freedoms can we increase? What can we throw away? You know, how can we pare down some of these institutions? How can we streamline? Um, But, you know, they're not rewarded in the power structure for doing that stuff. They're not rewarded financially for doing that stuff. That was one of the things that actually, you know, Donald Trump, um, you know, again, I wasn't a huge Trump guy, um, you know, when he first came out. um, But I watched him govern pretty amazingly and he was the guy that was getting rid of things yeah. and you know was, Repeal was and... repealing executive orders and you know that was one of his sort of standing directives was if we're going to put something in we better get three things out yeah um and and that was pretty brilliant because he recognized that and we need more of those types of leaders we need those unsung heroes that aren't doing a bunch of new things. But again, we've we so we've created a society that doesn't want anything longer than a highlight anyways. Yeah. Right? We our videos now, if they're not if on Instagram you got something that's popping out that's longer than fifteen seconds, you might as well not even put it up because nobody's gonna watch to the end of it. So we, we did. We created this quick hit society and now you notice the bills, the stuff that comes out from government is pages upon pages upon pages yeah. of nothing nothing words but because the they know the title sounds good well e- even if it, whether the title sounds good or not they know that the society that we yeah. have now will not read it right. we will not read into it we will not will look a, okay fine sounds good whatever it move on to the next thing and and whatever else they 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 have the game right which is what I want to get into with the election is we have to start, you know, I know morally, ethically, even legally, I think to an extent, the way it should be. Yeah. But we need to operate in the way that it is. Right. And as soon as we start fighting back with the board, with the rules that we have laid out in front of us, we'll start winning again. I mean, they'll probably change it again, but at least when we win, we'll have an opportunity to put it back to where morally, legally, ethically it should be. Yeah. Soon, Soon my audience will get sick of me saying this, but I have been saying it in this way. We are old-timey boxers. Yeah. And that's how we wanted to fight the battle. Yeah. But yet this is mixed martial arts now. Yeah. And so we were leaving all of these things on the table, all these tools, expecting that we're going to win because we're traditionalists. Yep. And we want to do this old-timey boxing. No, we get kicked in the head and thrown to the ground. Yeah. You know? Um, we need to operate and play the game as it is now expressed. It's like us trying to play a football game just running the ball when the other team's allowed to pass. Yeah. Look, I'm going to admit something. I'm a terrible gift giver, but not this year, because my friends at Good Ranchers are making it easy to give the gift of meat. This is actually a great idea. In fact, a hard economic year for most has caused essential gifts to be more needed and wanted than ever. Fortunately, you can easily give the most essential gift of all this year, delicious meat. 
Good Ranchers has gift boxes and gift cards so that you can give America's best meat and seafood this Christmas. With discounts on orders of five boxes or more, you can save on gifts for the whole family or your business. When you give someone a box of Good Ranchers, you're gifting them more than the best meat they've ever had. You're giving a true steakhouse experience. With 100% American, USDA Prime, and upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood, you're sure to beat out the new socks and re-gifted candles for the best gift of the year. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use code LIBERTY at checkout for $35 off your delicious gift of meat. If you know someone that likes meat, then you know someone who will love Good Ranchers. Your gift goes further with them because they take the premium price out of premium meats. Go to GoodRanchers.com and find the perfect box for you or a loved one in their curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood. Give the best meat in America, support local U.S. farms, and get $35 off your essential gift with my code LIBERTY today. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And and again, even I can I can talk about my own race. I went out. Yeah. I, I did the debates. I challenged him to debate everywhere that we could. I knocked on the doors. I did I did the things that you do to win the hearts and minds. And every connection I made, I know that I won it. We did incredibly well with my campaign that way. We had the right message, but I was trying to win votes. Yeah. And he knew from somebody who has been in the game for a very long time, he didn't need to waste the time to win the votes. He just needed the ballots. Right. Get enough ballots. California has legalized it. I can't say that he did anything illegal or fraudulent. Yeah. It's it's legally the way that you it, can it's, do it. It's legal. I, I think it is ultimately unethical and immoral, yep. but that's the structure. Right. And so we have to play um, according to that structure, or yeah. we will never be able to reset it to something that is moral and ethical and, and right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also find it, it interesting. So, you know, they, uh, the left takes advantage of people that don't know anything. Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's sad, right? So they put out these messages that are, um, you know, an inch deep. Yeah. But and emotionally sound, connected. But sound great. You know, that, that oh, yeah, they're going to take care of things now. They're going to, you know, they're going to take care of me. Now, they've been saying all that stuff, you know, for years, continuing, especially here in California, to win, you know, over and over again. You know, we're a one-party ruled state, and things keep getting worse. Yeah. You would think that people would, would stop believing them, but they're preying upon people that just don't have a real interest in these things or an understanding or depth or... Or sometimes even skin in the game. You sure. know, they're they're uh, they're taking advantage of people that r- really take advantage of the system too. Yeah, and, and are getting you know free stuff from the government, and so they're they're going wait. I don't want the people that want to you know upend that stuff at all. Yeah, when you have when you've got colleges. I mean, here here's the greatest example for me, and this is what what bothers me so deeply because I believe it should be one one citizen one vote. Right. right. And that's that was the great equalizer. That was that thing that made it to where it didn't matter if you were rich or poor or whatever else, you had a right to be the one that runs this government. What was gonna happen, you get a say so. But when you can legally go to, you know, be a nonprofit organization or some NGO and can go to a college campus and be like, Hey everyone, beer and pizza party, you know, free admission if you come in with your ballot. And we'll help you fill it out. Yeah, that's not one person. One that's that's 150 people coming in, and ultimately the will of the organizer. That's one person gets 150 votes from people that had no intention of voting, had no intention of of being involved in it. And I I honestly think if you're not if you're not paying attention to it, if it's too hard for you to come down and vote in person if it's too difficult to show an id if it's yeah. too difficult to to understand the way that our laws are or the way that our country's supposed to be then then what are we doing why are we making it <clears throat> making something easy doesn't make it better yeah if you're if you're uneducated and by that i don't mean you know oh you only went to high school or you you know dropped out of high school i mean if you're uneducated to the point where you aren't actually reading through the things that they're proposing right. if you're not paying attention if all you're doing is listening to the commercials and things like that 
I don't think you should be voting. I think you need to be taking a um, intentional interest in this stuff. Yeah. And yes, that's oh, it's controversial. Bryce is saying that you know, people, not everybody should vote. I don't believe everybody should vote. I believe the people that are that have stakeholders in this should be voting. Meaning, you know, that you have placed interest in figuring it out. Yeah, you should know what a city council member is or what yeah. an assembly member is. What they're doing, what their jobs are, yeah. you know, what they're voting on. How how does this work? What are these people's records? I yeah. mean, you you have to do some research and I think it's incumbent upon you to do that. The left would rather that not happen right. because that will expose their bad decisions and bad policies, and it would expose their game. Well, imagine if I could go to one of these left-wing NGOs, right, or one of these left-wing nonprofit companies. I don't know what they do. I'm not a member of the company, but I could go in, and I, I think that I should be able to vote on who the board members are, or whatever else. They would never they would never be okay with that. Right. They'd be like, no, you don't even know what we do. You're not a part of this. You're not yeah. whatever. But, okay, but people who aren't a part of our, our governing, who don't know, again, the way that our government actually functions. They don't know what these things are that they're even voting on, yet yeah. you're saying everyone should just blanket vote. Yeah. Like, let's... There, there is a way to do this. Now, you know what they're going to say is that we are suggesting that, that it's minorities and it's people oh, like that that aren't because that's that's the only game that they can play, right? Is, well, I'm, is I'm to, a, I'm a minority. I'm My mother's maiden name was Santos, so everyone can Oh, so you're in the clear. That. Yeah, the it's clear. so funny. How, how interesting is that? I, I looked at a I, – I got a survey the other day, and it said Latino, Hispanic, not Caucasian. And I'm like, how do I, I like how do I even fill this thing out? Because yeah. I am I'm Latino Hispanic, but I'm also Caucasian. But it none of it matters. I'm an American. There was a guy who was was talking. It was an athlete who said, you know, if I go to other countries, I'm just an American. Yeah. Like it's only here that we want to divide everybody up into all these like other ethnic, other color, all these other things, yeah. divide and conquer. No, and I, I think I saw that same thing, because he goes, you go over there, you're not white, you're Scottish, or you're, yeah. you know, you, you actually, uh, you know, there's more to it than just, yeah, you're white or you're black. Right. Um, you know, wh- which the absurdity, I have a buddy who, um, you know, adopted a um, awesome uh, Haitian kid, he's one of my jiu-jitsu students, and, you know, he's just a, uh, just a sweet kid, and... Um, uh, and a good jujitsu kid too. You nice. Know, he's, he's starting to kill it. But anyway, uh, people would be like, "Oh, well, you know, African American, right?" And my buddy's like, "No, he's not. He's not right. from Africa, right?" You know. <laughs> uh, but but we're but we're playing these games here in the U.S. that are totally meaningless. Well, it's totally intentional because they would love to divide us all on immutable characteristics that are meaningless instead of us, you know, believing that we're all Americans and we're all, you know, one group um, in, in the most positive sense that all bring different and amazing things to the party, right? Because every culture has some, you know, pretty awesome qualities and yeah. pretty awesome things that it brings and pretty awesome inventions and pretty awesome customs and traditions. Well, it's and, why we've thrived yeah. so well. It's why we kicked butt. We were the original diversity here in America before they decided to divide us based on uh, race things. And and nobody had to force us to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I being having grown up in the '90s, like I grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. I grew up knowing that Michael Jordan was the greatest athlete period ever. Yeah. Whitney Houston sang the greatest rendition of the Star Spangled Banner that anybody probably ever will. Those sort of things. And I didn't think that because of the color of anybody's skin. It was just somehow. So I, you know, I grew up same time frame and I grew up here in California, right? Southern California. Um, race was not a thing. Right. It was not a thing. And then when I went to high school, it was not a thing. We did not think about it. We did not consider it. I mean, Rap music was like the number one music. I mean, you know, there's all of these things, just like you're saying, we did not think about it. Yeah. Now, I've been criticized for saying that because like you're ignoring what racism and what people had to face. And I'm like, no, I'm just saying we kind of got past it. Right. Real racists exist, right? Sure. There's real knuckleheads out there. There's terrible people out there. They are but it wasn't a thing anymore. Sure. It wasn't the predominant thing. Right. It disappeared. And then the left brought it back just to divide us. And that's and that's really what it is. And as as that's happening, 
this big government state is picking out our freedoms and our rights and everything else right behind our back while they're doing it. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It is. So, um, what I wanted to hit on with you, um, as we, you know, finish out here, uh, for the time remaining, talk about your experience in regards to the counting of the votes. And, uh, cause you were, you were up yeah. close, you know, f- you know, front view of this and, um, you surprised me. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not a good system. No, no, it's, it's not. And, and so that was a big thing. I wanted to understand it. Right. This is my first time ever running. And I wanted to make sure that I had, I had ownership of the knowledge as to how this was happening. So election night rolls in and all the votes that had been cast before election day, I think it was all the way up until the Sunday before and some of the Monday votes, election day was on a Tuesday. They were all already processed. The ballots were opened. They were already counted into the machine. All that stuff had already happened. So all that early vote, a little after eight o'clock, I think it was like 8.05 on election day. Boom, countywide, we get hit with that, right? Later on that night, all the in-person vote. So just so everyone understands, if you walk your mail-in ballot in the envelope into a vote center and you hand it to somebody still considered a a mail-in ballot that's not in person you know air quotes vote right the only way you get an in-person vote is you surrender that ballot or don't bring it at all and just have them print you a new one or you vote there on the computer then that's an in-person so we got all that in later on that night and the way that those two would kind of go, you figured that the early vote, the mail-in vote, was probably going to lean a little bit more towards the Democrat or the liberal side, right? And then the in-person vote was heavy conservative everywhere across the county, very heavy conservative um, for us. Well, sitting here afterwards, we figured that the rest of the ballots coming in were going to be those handed in on election day or on Monday, votes and we kind of were thinking about the way that those would come in so i went in the next day and started watching the process well they're scanning in ballot after ballot after ballot they had thousands upon thousands there that had not yet been processed we've already called pretty much all the state wide races here in the state of california and we still had half the vote that hadn't been counted here in ventura county um And there was a ton. So when you walk in, first thing that happens is your ballot comes in. They process the signature, right? It goes to a little computer. These people, they click whether it looks like the signature you put on your registration or it doesn't, and it just goes through. After that, it goes to another room where they open the ballots and separate it from the envelope itself. Once it's separated, there's no putting them back together. There is no defining marker that makes that envelope and that ballot a thing. So if you walked in on election day wanting to vote and they had already said, no, 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 sorry, we already processed and counted your vote. There's no going back and finding it, whether it was fraudulent or whether you were trying to cheat that day and vote twice, whatever it is, that was already in there. So that was that was part two of it. After that, they go in these big trays and they go into a room with the tabulating machines. And no, there is no checking back with how that goes. No human eyeball looks at the votes to verify how the tabulators process them. They go in, the machines jam, they kick some out. I was told it was very important that the stacks stay true. If this is the fifth ballot in the stack, it needs to be ran back through as the fifth ballot in the stack. Everything runs into these machines, right? And then you've got the adjudication process where you're sitting down and you're you're judging the intent of the vote and all these things. We've got all these processes that we look at, all this complex metric that goes into it in the dungeon of the election center, right? But the bottom line is, is when it's all done, one person takes a little key card, plugs it into a modem, takes it out of the modem, plugs it into the computer, and not a single full-time employee there at the election center was able to tell me where that card was stored, how they made sure that it was cleared before it was put back in, all those sort of things. And some of these, these are nice people. These are people that I've known for months that have helped me out. And after I pushed the issue, they went and they asked people, they went and found answers for me. 
But I'm like, these are the people that are running our election. They should have known before. If I had the question, why didn't they have the question? Why aren't we pushing for more transparency through this thing? There were so many things that we were looking at with the way that trends tracked perfectly throughout the county, with the way that so many of these things are happening, where I think, hey, there's a batch that came in from CME that was almost all CME and then a little bit of, you know, post office box, actual mailed in ballots all throughout the county. Why didn't we see a heavier spike in the CME races? Why was it still just evenly distributed all throughout the county? Some of these things are, are just weird and there's no way to get just a, a solid answer to it. And my big thing is, is even if there, even if it's 100% true, even if it's 100% right, the fact that the only thing that we get to, to prove that when the computer and the tech people run it so tight is an audit. They run a 1% audit. And wouldn't you believe it, the computer's own algorithm lets you know which ballots you're allowed to look at for the audit. I'm like, at some point, you're asking people to turn around and be like, hey, I don't trust this. Yeah. And that's, that's my big thing is just, I want to feel good about it. That's that, and that's my issue, okay? Let's say that there's never any shenanigans, and it was the most safe and secure election in the history of America. And, in fact, the history of all elections that have ever happened throughout ever. all of them, the universe, okay? There's enough doubts that have been created that we need to fix the system so that there are no doubts and that it can be dummy proof and there, you know, isn't chain of custody issues and there isn't potential electronic uh, or technological interference or manipulation or whatever. There's enough doubt here amongst half of the population of the United States that we have to go back to some kind of bulletproof system. Bryce, there was a, so election day was on the 8th. I still had votes added on the 1st of December. Yeah. Weeks after. Yeah. This system that is, if it's, if it's running, if this election is month. the system running great, it's a bad system. Yeah. And I, I said that down at the, at the government center. I said, look, if this is the way that it's supposed to run, that is a huge problem. Or, yeah. hey, we're not good at this system yet. We need to get better at it. At least tell me that. Tell me, hey, look, we're, we're still, this is operators being too slow. We're having an issue here. We don't have enough staff. Something. Tell, tell yeah. me something. Yeah. But to look and be like, no, 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 this, this is pretty much well, how it goes. If Florida can repair it, and, and here's, here's what... A lot of this tells me. So Ron DeSantis, yes, he's a great governor. And so clearly, you know, there was um, an overwhelmingly favorable response towards him, right? People recognize real leadership. And sure. He did a great job. But him fixing the system there showed an overwhelming win across the entire state. And it was all counted, same day, done. They knew by midnight who won everything. And, yeah. and everything went red. I believe that would happen in other places around the United States. If you had the system If you had fixed. the system. The reason that um, they went so hard in making sure that Carrie Lake did not win is because there's a little bit of a criminal enterprise there in Arizona. Yeah. There's actual cartel involvement there in Arizona, yep. and Carrie Lake would have probably gone. In fact, I know she would have. Um, I know personally she would have. She would have made the election system there go the way of Florida, yep. which would probably make Arizona red for many, many years to come. Right. Um, as as it should be. Yeah, and that's yeah. I mean. I, I told my wife, there's no way they'll let her win. Yeah. When Katie Hobbs wouldn't step down as secretary of state, I'm like, there's no way. When she turned around and said, priority one is she's finishing the wall. Priority two is she's getting to the bottom of all yeah. of the voter issues from 2020 and yeah. moving forward. She's going to find where all the bodies are buried. I'm like, they will never let her win. No way. You just announced to you know the, the mob yeah. that you're going to come in and prosecute them all. Yeah. You know? Um, yep. and, and, I, you know and I think there's you know maybe some... A better way to have done that, 
um, because you know telegraph that oh I'm coming for y'all. Sure. Well, okay, you're we're gonna go to you know jail or be prosecuted or be sued or right. whatever um, if you win. What's we, the we risk just of better just cheat. cheating? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just make sure that, that doesn't happen. That's what I said. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I said. And you noticed that it was the same states because I I do I I'm on the we did very well. I think that the red wave more or less happened, except for in the places that magically stopped counting in 2020, and we had all these 2020 yeah. issues. Yeah. Seems like we had those same issues kind of once again. Yeah. And and what happened between 2020 and 2022? Not a whole lot. Yeah. No, they didn't make they didn't make uh, changes in most of these you know severely blue run areas. Right. Yeah. Which is where which is where this comes in, and this is this is my my vision looking forward. So we we do have uh, what uh, definitely appears to be a conservative majority here in the board of supervisors. Yep. Um, reaching out to them and making sure that they use their authority because board of supervisors have a lot of authority within the county on yeah. how our elections can be run. Yeah, I um that that's why um you know a couple of those races were personally um you know very important to me and we put a lot of uh, effort into those because we do need that authority yeah. and you know we're going to press them um to you know let's clean up Ventura County. Yeah. You know, let's do what we can here in Ventura to you know ensure that um, you know, everybody who votes, uh, it is counted and it's counted correctly. And I mean yeah. that for, you know, left and right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay to be soundly and fairly beaten. Right. Um, but let's, let's, uh, you know, let's make sure people understand the policies and understand the things that we're voting on. And let's make sure that everyone who votes, it gets accurately reported. Absolutely. And, and in a timely fashion, again, when yeah. you, when you sit there and you're like, Okay, I was told like six times that all the early votes were in, and they're like, oh, sorry, there were still some more late earlies. Like, I love the way the, the language comes in. Like, yeah, now yeah. there is a term called late early. Like, how Orwellian is that, yeah, right? it's absurd. It, it, it is. It's, it's nuts, and you do. You sit there and you go, you know, we worked, we worked so hard. I outperformed Republican registration in my district yeah. and still lost. Yeah, I, that's, that's wild. Listen, man, you killed it, and I know in you know the, our final moments here. Um, I know you're not quitting, never, and uh, I I don't think any of us should. Um, it took uh, decades for the left to undermine our society and destroy the fabric and foundation of the beautiful thing that we created. Um, and by that, when I say we, I mean actual liberals too. You know, right. people of common sense and good cheer. You know, created a pretty nice uh, America, and it's being undermined and destroyed and rotted um, by far uh, left extremists, leftists or Marxists, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really what it is. But um, but yeah, give uh, give some uh, parting words of encouragement for people to stay in the fight. Well, I I started off by by telling you guys that story about my son and I it, this is it's so funny and God is so cool so I was involved in our in our league as a as a coach as an assistant coach like what was involved but wasn't too involved and when the the season got canceled obviously I was very upset I had called the whole board I, I made a, a pretty significant stink about it and a couple years later I had massive support from uh, most the people on the board and everything else when it came to my campaign, you know, them personally, not as a board or as an organization, but them personally. And uh, when when the election went the way that it did and everything else, you know, it's back to real life, back to, you know, swinging a hammer and being a construction worker, back to those things and still being active in what we're doing. Uh, but I was reached out to by uh, the youth board and was asked to uh, to run as the president, and I'll be named as the president of our youth football organization. So there will never be a they told us we don't get to have a season Amen. ever again. Isn't that funny? Isn't it funny how God works? And that is cool. Had it had it not been for the for the run or for what I did here, I I really don't think that they would have reached out that way or anything else. And it's just one little step. And I'm like, you know what? I can make this youth organization better. I can do that. And I yeah. can get there and be there for these kids. And it starts like that. Get involved in your in your HOAs. Get involved in your city councils. Get involved in your groups, your clubs, those things. And 
because that's how it starts and that's how it grows. That's how we get this density to where if we're going to fight this fight the way that the game board is laid out before us, that's how we'll have that density. That's how we'll have those people that, you know, think like us, that are aware like us and everything else to where we can reach out and we can, you know, affect things. Talk to the younger generations about their their freedoms and what it means to to be an American, to be a Californian, all these things so that we have a bright future for our state and for our country. So I'm in it. I'm. I, it was so funny. I got so many phone calls about Cole. Are, will you consider doing this? Please don't stop. Like you know, yeah. we're so sorry to hear what's happened and everything else. I'm like, don't be sorry for me. I don't. Yeah. I don't despair. I don't look at myself or think of myself as misfortunate. I am. I am better equipped for everything that I'm doing moving forward because of the trials, because oh, yeah. of the tribulations. So. Oh yeah, and and I mean, from a business standpoint and everything else, that's one of the wonderful things. You know, you get to know people in the community. I mean, you really, you know, you you grow, um, you know, several sizes, in in the most positive sense, going through this kind of a thing. And I know you have a bright future um, ahead of you. I know that uh, the story is not final on your run in politics either. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a, a, a talent for the game. You understand it, and uh, you know we we need you, and we need you to continue to to be that frontline warrior, brother. I'll be there for you guys, and God bless you, man. It's yeah. so good. One of those things, wouldn't know Bryce Eddie if it hadn't been for all this, so yeah. thank you for everything, man. Yeah, well, I appreciate you and love you, and God bless, man. Love you too, brother. Thank you again. All right. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.